Guess what? I'm moving country again. I don't know. Maybe a year. Maybe more. Where's home? Home's everywhere. I'm an expat. Hello, I'm Pauline. Welcome to the new episode of Meet the Expats. Today I meet with Mado, Marie-Dominique, who grew up in dreamy Tahiti and will tell us about her expat experience in Singapore, where she followed her partner she had just met, and then the whole journey back to France. Hello, Mado, how are you? Hi, Pauline. I'm good, thanks. It's uh, lovely to catch up with you and talk about this uh, wonderful expat experience that I had in Singapore. Yeah, it's been a long time since we chatted. I'm thrilled to have you on board and I can't wait to hear all about it. So you've been back in Paris for a few years now. Yes, that's right. I moved back in um, 2006. Previously, I was in Singapore for three years. So from 2013 to 2016. Okay. And you grew up in Tahiti. And this just sounds so dreamy to me. <laughs> Can you yeah. tell us a bit about your life there? Yeah, that's right. I grew up, well, between Tahiti and Malaysia. So I spent six years in Tahiti, six years in Malaysia, and then back to Tahiti for six years. Um, it, it was a great place to grow up because, yeah, you don't feel that sense of insecurity. People are super friendly. It's It's a very easy lifestyle. Like, I don't know of anyone that is stressed in Tahiti, and if they are, well, then I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm definitely an island girl, and since I've moved away from Tahiti, I've realized how much I miss the ocean, and I need to see the horizon at least once a year. Otherwise, I don't feel good. Yeah, at least. I, mm -hmm. I'd say that's the minimum. I completely understand. And after that, you moved to France. That's right. I did my prépa chaussée uh, and then attended business school in Poitiers, with, which is where we met. Yes. That must have been tough, the transition from Tahiti to, and Malaysia back to France. Actually, not. it wasn't so bad because I had spent a lot of my summers uh, in Normandy, where my dad was from. Okay. So I was used to the lifestyle in France. I guess like there were little things that surprised me because, for example, taking the bus in Tahiti, when I grew up there at least, uh, they didn't have like bus stops. You just press the button, press the bell, and the bus stopped wherever you were, even if it was in the middle of the road. Okay. And so when I got onto a bus in Poitiers, I'm like, oh, they have actual stops? I mean, they, can't, they won't stop right in front of the stop where I want to get out. <laughs> That's annoying. I have to walk? Like that. Yeah, I have to walk. And I guess in Tahiti, we kind of rely a lot on, on the car, which in Poitiers, mm. I didn't need to. So like little things that were like, oh, okay, so this is what life is actually like, you know, in the real world, I guess. The real world. <laughs> Tahiti was not real. It was <laughs> too much of a dream. It was a bubble. Yeah, it was a nice bubble. But yeah, I think it was a good uh, way to immerse myself into France because Poitiers is not like a massive city. It's not like Paris yeah. where it's, you know, rush, rush, rush. People are still quite, um, you know, friendly. Peaceful. Yeah. Um, so it was a good transition, I, I reckon. Okay. Nice to ease in, indeed. And so let's fast forward a couple of years. Your experience in Singapore. So first of all, how did this come up? 
very randomly, actually, I met a boy. Ah. And just before we started dating, he said, well, I'm moving to Singapore. I was like, oh, well, that's kind of far. And we weren't really sure, like, what would happen once he moved. And when he got there, we're like, yeah, okay, I'm coming to meet you. Give me six months just to finish my contract because I was working in Paris. And when that, when my contract was over, I instantly moved to Singapore, super excited to come back to Asia, which is a continent that I really love. It's, it really is my second home. Oh. And I figured, well, you know, I have a master's degree in communications and marketing. Um, I speak French and English. Shouldn't be a problem to find a job in Singapore. Okay. I was so wrong. <laughs> so what were, what were the difficulties in terms of job searching? So I got really unlucky in terms of my timing because I had moved to Singapore at a period in time where they were trying to reduce the quota of uh, contracts for foreigners. Okay. Obviously, I did not know that when I got there. So it was kind of disheartening thinking, well, why don't you guys want me here? I mean, I want to work in Singapore. I want to give, you know, inject money into the economy. Hmm. Obviously, it wasn't my fault, you know. Um, It was just the current situation that made it difficult for me. So that meant that for about five months, I was a bit depressed because I, you know, everybody had said, oh, Singapore is such an easy life. When you get there, it's amazing. And I was super excited to experience all of that, you know, the the traveling, um, tasting all the foods, meeting all the people. And it was a setback for me not having a job. I didn't realize it would take so long, I guess. And when it took five months, you know, you kind of have, way too much time on your hands to think what am I doing with my life did I make the right decision should I move back to Paris the money my account is running out what should I do Mm. Uh, it was a bit you know five months of um, stress but once I found a job that totally changed my experience okay so that was sort of the turning point for you with your relationship with Singapore Yeah, exactly. At first, I didn't feel welcome. Well, it wasn't anything that Singapore had done. It was just that, you know, you can't find a job. You can't really do the things that you want to do. Um, Yeah. Is it it an expensive city, I guess? Okay, so for me, I found that there were two things that were very expensive, which is rent. Yeah. Uh, It's more expensive than Paris. And alcohol, because alcohol is taxed at like 100%. So oh, wow. for us Frenchies who are used to having a nice glass, glass of wine, wine. rosé in the summer at four or five euros, and you come to Singapore, you're like, wait, I'm sorry, you're asking me for 12 euros for a really terrible glass of wine? I don't get it. That was hard. <laughs> <laughs> really got to change your habits. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so just to get back to your question, I think aside from those two things that I thought were really expensive, it's quite an affordable place to live, I reckon, because mm. it's very easy to travel from there. Um, there are a lot of low costs. Um, the food is amazing and it's you can eat for quite cheap and in um, food courts. Yeah. Such a variety of different foods from all around the world, from all around Asia. So, I mean... 
you don't need to be a millionaire to to live um, well in Singapore, I reckon. Okay. So once that stress was gone of finding a job, this is when you started enjoying enjoying life there. Yeah, for sure. You know, because I could travel more easily because I had a working visa. So it wasn't like stressed to get to the airport and, you know, wonder, am I going to be questioned because this is the third time I'm coming into Singapore oh, this month. Right. There's the visa aspects. So, I hadn't yeah, realized exactly. that. <laughs> okay. This explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it gave me a lot of um, opportunities to travel and meet local people because um, when I moved to Singapore, the people that I met were mostly French. I guess it's kind of like you need you try to look for people that are that remind yeah. you of home in a way. So all my friends were French, and when I started working, I finally met like locals who I'm still friends with today. So it's uh, it was a great way to really immerse myself into uh, the local culture I lo- I learned a lot of fun uh, local slang any specific ones my boss is, <laughs> I, I guess it's like maybe the way they speak as well my boyfriend loves to speak Singlish so Singapore <laughs> English um, it's just the intonation that they that they use which is really quite fun and there's sometimes we, we realize that we'll still when we speak to each other sometimes we'll use a singlish way of saying things like oh do you want to have breakfast uh at this place we would say can which is very typical of singapore to say can or cannot to say yes oh, or no okay. so that yeah we we use that quite a quite a lot we like to say um la so la is like an intonation that you use in a phrase like oh sorry la i'm very tired today and so La would be referring to the person you're talking to? No, it's just like, still, there's so many nuances because there's la, lor, le, and I (laughs) haven't gotten all the subtleties, but it's basically like a sound, like an intonation that you add into your sentence to express, to emphasize an emotion, I guess. Like, oh, sorry, la. It's like, oh, I'm really sorry. So it's just emphasis on the. I'm sorry. Okay, got it. That makes sense. <laughs> I think we'll come out uh, speaking Singlish also. <laughs> so once you settled in, you were able to to travel to meet a bit more more of the locals. What was life? Yeah, what was life like there? I think what I really liked about Singapore. And I don't know if this is my personal experience or if it's a shared experience for everybody who lives as an expat in Singapore, is the work-life balance. I had great bosses who were who were British, so I guess like work-life balance was quite important for them as well. It wasn't. We we all worked really hard, but I found that I always had the time to have a life. Like I had the time to go see my friends go to regular yoga classes, you know, just chill. And it w- I didn't feel like I was killing myself at work, even though we worked hard. It was still yeah. a lot of fun, which is something that I that I didn't find when I moved back to Paris. Yeah, again. Paris has a bit of this, you have to be at work until late, otherwise you're not working, although no one's really working until, doing work until that late. It's a bit ridiculous. 
Yeah, I guess perhaps it different. It depends yeah, uh, from company to course. company, but that's the feeling I had in France. It's like you work just for the sake of working because it's cool to work late. Yeah, there is a big culture shift in terms of work. I I find the difference also moving to Ireland, where it was just a lot more relaxed, and you'd finish work early, and it was natural to finish work early. Hmm. So you found your work-life balance started settling in and knowing a bit more more the city what were the places that you you liked to go and hang out so singapore is an island so you know everything is quite compact we call it island island states you can't really go like for a a weekend away in Singapore because everything is just, yes. you know, okay. nearby. I guess like when I wasn't working, I, I, well, in Singapore, I discovered yoga and that really changed my life. I think it also helped me a lot to um, accept what I had gone through as, you know, the, the whole job search, feeling unwanted. And I guess it also kind of helps me to ask myself questions like global uh, existential <laughs> questions like what do I want yeah. in life uh, so I think Singapore also gave me the time and the um, and the energy to think okay well what is it that I want to do with my life okay now currently I'm working in a great company um, in travel what do I want to do next do I want to be my own boss do I want to work in a big company a small company so it allowed me the time to really ask myself um, all these questions and to get back to your question, what was what? How do we spend our time there? A lot of traveling, obviously. Uh, Singapore is clearly a major transportation hub, so from Singapore you could basically go anywhere in Asia. I would say that on average, we were away from Singapore one weekend a month. What was the best trip? Yeah. Oh, just one. <laughs> Difficult, I know. Um, I really liked uh, Myanmar. Oh. Uh, we spent four days there visiting Bagan, um, so where there are all these amazing temples. I fell in love with Indonesia. Like every, I think that all the trips I did in Indonesia were great, whether it was you know your typical Bali weekend or whether it was going trekking in the rainforest to see orangutans or hiking up volcanoes uh, with incredible views. I mean. Indonesia has so much diversity. Yeah. It's my favorite country, I would say, in, in South East I Asia. love the way yeah. you say you're Hands down. just your typical weekend in Bali. Yeah, when you live in Europe, that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. And it's, it's, it's so funny because you get not really jaded, but like, yeah, we yeah. in Bali. That's so yeah. normal for us. Just the same way a Parisian would say, yeah, I'm going to exactly. Normandy for the weekend. It's just, yeah, Bali is your Normandy. I would Switch Normandy for Bali, no questions. <laughs> and in Singapore, um, yeah, inside Singapore, so what were your favorite restaurants and bars? So there's always this question I ask uh, for a restaurant, mm -hmm. a bar, and a favorite spot, which can be anything really. Um, so Singapore in terms of food and just dining out, it, it really is a pastime for them. 
people usually say that, you know, Singapore, it's all about the eating oh, and the okay. shopping. And that is quite true. So I, I was trying to rack my brains, like, what, what is the best food experience I had in Singapore? And I couldn't pick one. So my recommendation is a restaurant chain called Din Tai Fung, okay. where people can just explore all the um, a variety of Asian cuisine. So dim sum, all the yumminess is there. I think that that is a good uh, reference for people when they if they want to go uh, taste uh, Asian food. Obviously, all the food courts are amazing. There, there are quite a few uh, throughout the island. I mean, in the first apartment building that we lived, there was one right just you know downstairs, like at the lobby level, basically. Yeah, <laughs> didn't need to go far for dinner That's or for deep. lunch. There's so much great food. Um, Any like traditional or specific dish you would you would call out so i'm a vegetarian now but then my favorite dish was chicken rice because it reminded me of uh, my childhood in, in penang in malaysia where every time we would do our grocery shopping my mom would take us for chicken rice in one of the food courts and every time i saw a stall with chicken rice, i'm like <laughs> rice I had to taste all the chicken rice in the world. Like. <laughs> so that's clearly my favorite dish and dim sum. Those are my two things that oh, yeah. I would go, I would walk 10 kilometers for the best chicken rice. No, no question <laughs> that. And then I think one of your, your questions was for a bar. Yes. Singapore has lots of great bars. I think that because there are so many high rises, there are quite a few that are that have really great views. My favorite one would be um, Level 33, mm-hmm. which is, as its name suggests, it's on the 33rd level of a building. Okay. And so you have a view over the marina, over the Marina Bay Sands. You can see the Merlion, which is um, a statue in Singapore. That would be my favorite place for uh, um, drinks with a view. Right. And then the last... I really like uh, this area called Haji Lane and Arab Streets because unlike most of Singapore, there aren't too many high-rise buildings in that area. They're quite, I don't know if colonial is the right word, but um, old, older style buildings, like two stories max. Uh, so it's a completely different vibe. Like when you're so used to walking around. Buildings all over the place. <laughs> yeah, if you go like to the CBD, so the Central Business District, yep. it's only high-rise buildings like, 30 uh, floors that's very normal but when you go to Haji Lane and Arab Street everything is quite low so it's really nice it's a different completely different vibe so just walking around and obviously there's great food there as well and another spot because I, I couldn't pick one is a place called Lopasat okay. which is in the CBD and it's it used to be if I recall a vegetable market or a, a or wet market one or the other, and it was transformed into a food court. So it still kept its like its original uh, structure, and inside you have a lot of different food stalls. You can eat Indian, Filipino, mm-hmm. Chinese, uh, you know, all kinds of different food. And there's inside and outside. So it's I, I find the location is really great. It's really central, and it's a nice experience. Great. We will link all of those places in the comments so you guys can definitely go and check it out if you're traveling through Singapore. Thank you. They 
okay. seem really good and you're actually making me hungry right now. <laughs> it's only 10 a.m. Oh, well. So if you had to resume your experience in Singapore, how would you describe it? Um, I would say that kind of like Tahiti, it's a very safe bubble. What I really liked about Singapore is that everything kind of goes according to plan. Like, okay. okay, so one example that I always give is the the MRT. So their, their subway. Mm-hmm. In three years that I spent over there, I think the subway only broke down twice. Wow. Once because I think they had a technical issue. And the second time because a girl got her foot stuck in the door. Yeah. And when you come from Paris and when the metro breaks down, like on a regular basis, and you're constantly having to think, okay, how do I get home because my metro is not working today? How do I get to work because they're on strike? It's like, wow. It's stressful. (laughs) It's stressful. And then when you get to Singapore, everything, I mean, it kind of, I reckon it kind of embodies uh, Singapore. Like everything works. Like there's, it's easy. It's stress-free. Like I remember when I had to do my, my, my paperwork for my visa it was so seamless and so easy. Like I just picked up the phone call and said, hey, I just wanted to know where where my visa application is. Oh, ma'am, it's, it's being processed. You'll sh- you should be getting an email soon, like maybe the end of the week to get your visa. I'm like, that was fast. Yeah, that is crazy. It, it was just, everything was very easy. And I have to give credit to Singapore. They they make everyone's life, yeah, easy. That that's That defines it. Yeah. <laughs> And another thing that I really liked is that you can get, you can meet so many people from different um, backgrounds. So it's a big um, expat. Even, is it, when you say backgrounds, is it backgrounds, uh, but mainly local or is it inter- a lot of internationals also? Both. Yeah. Obviously there are, Singapore is a haven for expats. I mean, a lot of people want to live there. It's, it's got a great lifestyle. But you can also meet a lot of locals, um, perhaps not as easily as expats, but, you know, through work, I met quite a few and that was um, that was a great experience. But yeah, um, it's it's funny. I remember. Quite random anecdote. Um, my my boyfriend posted a picture of an event he was in in Singapore before I had moved there and he was with a with a guy. And I'm like, that guy looks really familiar. And, you know, after investigation, I was like, oh, my God, I know that guy. <laughs> we went to high school together in Taiwan. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was just like random. Like, what are the odds of two people that went to high school in Tahiti, you know, meeting in up Singapore. in Singapore? Yeah. And that happens because it's just such an attractive country that you get people from all walks of life uh, living there. Wow. You are making me, uh, convincing me that. And I might want to move there. <laughs> well, if you don't, if you don't mind humidity, it's a great place. That was probably the one thing that I disliked about Singapore is how hot it was. <laughs> and what would be a song that would represent sort of your trip and your journey there? So, when I grew up in Malaysia, obviously, I I was already into the the Asian culture. And obviously, Ramadan is a very big thing in Malaysia. And there, I remember in school, I learned this song uh, called Salamat Hari Raya. Okay. 
I guess it would be like maybe an equivalent of a Christmas song for them. Right. And when I went, when I moved to Singapore, first Ramadan, I heard that song. And I'm like, it kind of took you back. Yeah, it took me back in time. I'm like, oh my God, I remember when I was a child learning this song and it just made me so happy. So I would say that the song that, remind, that you know, characterizes Singapore for me at least is Salamat Hari Raya. Okay, so it's a bit of a Christmas carol local song. I hope that's the right way of, of uh, <laughs> describing it, but that's how I see it in any case. Okay, we will put the link in description and you guys can listen to it and make your own own idea of how to describe it. <laughs> So in total, you stayed three years, you were saying, in in Singapore. Yeah, three years in Singapore, which I thought was a good amount of time. My theory is that if you stay longer in Singapore, you kind of stay, you end up staying your whole life. Mm. And I've seen that my friends that are still there, well, one is married to a local, uh, others are wondering if, you know, they should stay there their whole life. So I think once you pass that threshold, you're kind of like, yeah, I'm here for the long haul. Okay. Which can be good. I mean, if you've decided mm -hmm. it's your home, go for it. So you, you guys decided to come back to France after that. What was, what made you want to go home? Um, well, surprisingly, I was a bit homesick. Okay. I know like a lot of people leave France or leave Paris because like, oh, I'm so sick of this place. I'm so sick of this country. I'm going to go, I'm going to go elsewhere. But I hadn't had, I don't know if I should say the opportunity, but I hadn't gotten sick of Paris yeah. yet when I left. So I was like, oh, I do miss this. I do miss that. And surprisingly, one thing that I actually really missed is the Four Seasons. Because oh. it's Singapore, it's Even though there is a, a rainy season, it's mostly blue skies throughout the year. And you don't really see time passing by. Whereas um, when you have, you know, obviously winter, summer, spring and autumn, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that, you know, my life is passing by. I, I'm changing. So I, I kind of miss that, actually. Okay. Funny. Funny that you feel like, oh, I need some bad weather sometimes. <laughs> Well, yeah, the bad weather makes you appreciate the sunny it day. It does. It does. I agree. When you have sun all the time, you just kind of take it for granted. Yeah, it's always there. Yeah. Whereas when you've lived in Ireland for a while, as soon as there's a ray of sun, you are outside. There is no thinking about it. You just run out because you know it won't necessarily last and you've got to enjoy it when it's there. <laughs> for sure. So how did your whole journey back to Paris go? Well, I was really happy to come back, obviously. When I got to the Gare du Nord, I was like, oh my God, I'm here, I'm back here. <laughs> so exciting. Um, but then, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, the work culture is very different mm -hmm. from Singapore. Like, I had forgotten how it was. And I felt like, oh, this does this isn't actually what I want. I don't want to kill myself at work just for the sake of it and I felt that that was the environment I was in and I didn't like that I, th I think my yoga practice kind of helped me realize that you know there's more to life than just work obviously it's important to to love your work and enjoy it and and find value in it but it can't be the only thing that 
that characterizes you, I guess. Yeah. So you find that, yeah, there's more stress and pressure in in France. and Oh, for sure. For sure. Even just taking the metro is a stressful experience. It, it like, is. I don't, even as, as, as then as I, as then as I try to be, it's impossible not to, you know, think of an insult when you're in the metro because someone shoved mm. you or, you know, pushed you or took your seat or whatever. Yeah, it's a bit of, it's an aggressive place, I feel, the metro in Paris. Yeah, it is. It's, it's not that peaceful experience that you can have in Asia, like Singapore, Japan, where everything just works and people are so much more respectful and they're in their bubble also whereas in france everyone's sort of trying to beat the time yeah this led you after a while to create your own company yeah that's right so yeah when i moved back to paris I did have a hard time at first, but then I had some really great experiences. But in the back of my mind, I always had this idea of one day I will be my own boss. One day I will create a company that, you know, is just the, the work of, um, of my mind. And with one of my former colleagues from Singapore, we kind of kept in touch. We're like, well, we should really do something together. And that question, you know, was like, what should we do? Like, we want to do something together, but what is it? And it took us about two, three years to answer that question. No. And since we both work, work in the travel industry, we, it obviously made sense for us to do something in travel. Thought, well, we're both in travel. We both enjoy yoga. What is there that, you know, what is in that space that we can create? And we came up with the concept of a travel agency that creates retreats and workshops that helps participants um, to take charge of their well-being. Nice. Yeah, it's still brand new, so it's still kind of a work in progress, but the lockdown helped us to, you know, just work hard on this project. Yeah, and figure out the real direction where you're going. Yeah, exactly. So the company is called Lumina Travel, and you will find the link in the description. So go check out those retreats if you want a bit of well-being, which we all need at some point in our life. Definitely, especially after three months of lockdown and, you know, being cooped up like a chicken in a cage. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Great. Well, thank you very much. I learned a lot from from you. I feel you're, I'm very jealous, first of all, of your experience in Tahiti. (laughs) And I feel like your, your whole expat experience was a bit of an introspective journey for you you talk about a lot about learning what you like and work and what you don't want and actually the work environment that you want and sort of led you to to this building your your own company which I find pretty amazing and how you really embraced ended up embracing your experience in uh, in Singapore yeah, definitely. I think that is actually the right word to describe my my life in Singapore. It was very introspective, which is not something that I had the chance to, I guess, to focus mm. on before that. Um, I guess, you know, being in a, an environment where nothing 
went according to what I had in mind, kind of forced me to think, okay, well, that's actually life. That's what happens. So what can you learn from this experience? And what can you um, develop in terms of skills and mindset? So it was definitely a great great place to travel, to meet new people, to taste lots of different foods. But it was also a great experience personally for me to ask myself important questions. Yeah, Yeah, it is nice to take the time to do it. And indeed, the food sounds really amazing in Singapore. It looks like an amazing hub um, for, for foodies. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I, I think that I would add that living abroad truly is a wonderful experience that everyone should at least do once in their life. Even if it's just, you know, going to a neighboring country, you can learn so much from living in a different uh, culture with different people who have different a different mindset so it's something that I would I would truly encourage yeah nice nicely said I completely agree that it just changes your view of things and sometimes reveals your personality that you did not expect or even shows you how much you can do and you had no idea you could do so much and be so adaptable to life and opportunities Great. Well, thank you very much for joining. I appreciated our chat. Thanks for having me. And I actually want to go visit Singapore and eat all the food. I will link all the addresses, song in the description and stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks, Pauline. Thank you.